Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Ruin at the banks. Open your eyes at the banks that are robbing you. You know who my favorite president was? Who? Thomas Jefferson. Because he saw all of this coming and tried to stop it. He fought the banks. JFK too, and they killed him for it. The banking institution is more dangerous than an army, he said. He also said that every generation needs a revolution, Jimmy. The American dream is just that. Just a dream. War is a continuation of politics. Only by other means. Politics is a continuation of economics by other means. This is our bank. This is our war. And this is our plan of attack. Banks have become an essential threat to our democracy. So consider this justice. Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station on the Internet. Please help support this station so this battle can continue forward. Revolution Radio! Enjoy your extra big-ass fries! You didn't give me no fries, I got an empty box. Would you like another extra big-ass fries? I said I didn't get any. Thank you. Your account has been charged. Your balance is zero. Please what? come back when you can afford oh, to make no, a purchase. No. I'm sorry you're having trouble. Come on. I'm sorry you're starving. Thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio. Here at Revolution Radio, we believe in freedom of ideas, freedom of speech, but above all, we believe in freedom of existence through self-reliance. This station is 100% listener-supported, and as a fundraising promotion, I have a kick-ass free gift for a $100 donation. 35,000 seeds. 25 years in the freezer. Long-term storable, 54 different varieties. So if food prices go crazy, the shit hits the fan, or if you just want to save tons of money every year by creating your own food like I do, grab our seed pack special. Just look for the banner on the homepage at freedomslips.com. Don't be a statistic. Don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. We need to ask humans to start taking care of ourselves and not depending on the mega courts to provide unhealthy, nasty food. Included in this package is also a DVD with 900 survival and off-grid living documents and the offline home canning how to do everything website all on the DVD. So when you're growing all that food, you know how to can it, store it, preserve it, etc. with all these documents. So thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. I hope that you will pick up this package and start learning to be free. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, where information never sleeps and freedom is one seed that needs to be planted. What are we doing live? It goes in the tub. 
of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You've come to fight as free men. And free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? We will run! And we will live! Aye. Fight and you may die. Run and you'll live. At least a while. I'm dying in your beds many years from now. Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives? But they'll never take our freedom! The future is uncertain. I know this. Death is inevitable. I know this. But one thing is certain. As free men, it is our right to live unencumbered and in peace. And those times are quickly drawing to an end. And in these times, peace is certainly an illusion. And as the chains grow tighter, our ability to slip those chains increase incrementally with every passing moment. In action is no longer an option. It's time to raise our voices like a cacophony of thunder and lightning and tell the masters no more. And this is Nighthawk, and I say for myself, no more. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, because the freedom is slipping away. The theory advanced that the universe is a living, giant being, and that we, as human beings, made in its image, are miniature universes in ourselves containing millions of corpuscles. The components of each corpuscle imagine themselves to be in a complete world of their own. Please join T.J. Morris as she brings topics on cosmology, metaphysics, conspiracy theories, science, theology, ufology, and psychic awakening. Prepare to have your conscious go cosmic. You're alive. Aloha. Is Teresa Morris here? No, she's I not online. Online. Uh, she was there just a second ago. And I'm getting feedback. Why am I getting feedback? I'll lower the volume. Should be fine uh, now. It was uh, glitch. Okay. So welcome to the Cosmos Connection. Okay, you're going to call the guest, and a mad painter, Thomas Becker, is here with Janet Care Lesson, and we're attempting to get Teresa J. Morris on. We saw her live on the Skype, and now we're going to get her on, and, and Gary Parker. Let me tell you about Gary Hello. Parker, our guest. Hi, Gary. We're live on the show. Could you um, just hold tight while I introduce you? Absolutely. Okay. We'll bring Gary on just a moment, listeners. <laughs> Gary Parker was born and raised in Wilmington, Delaware, and he attended the University of Delaware, moved to L.A. in the late 70s, worked in real estate business, became a developer, 
lived in Sherman Oaks, California for 25 years. He decided to try his hand at writing movie scripts, and he created Parker Rose Productions with his writing partner, Marjorie Rose. And they were lucky enough to have written and sold a few scripts in Hollywood, and he had one movie made titled Thank Heaven, starring Jenny McCarthy. And he, Gary, has been a member of the Writers Guild of America for 22 years. After a compelling dream, Gary Parker sets out on a journey of his lifetime to restore the Great Pyramid and Sphinx. So, in this interview, Gary will discuss how the revelation in a NASA photo led him to the discovery of an alien message and how that ties in with the Great Pyramid, his Hollywood background and connections to Richard Branson, Elon Musk, Gwen Shotwell, SpaceX, all these things lead, they play a part in this unfolding mystery. And he's also going to talk about an alien visitation on July 26, 2016 that changed everything. After the being spoke to him telepathically, uh, all answers are in this photo, and this is where the story begins. And he is stating that aliens return July 26, 2022. 20, uh, 22 in Jerusalem at the Temple Mount. So I'm very excited to hear about all this. Now, uh, if TJ hasn't made it on yet, we'll just proceed without her. Let me just check and see what's going on here. I guess she's not here yet. Okay, so Gary Parker, yes. welcome to the Cosmos Connection. Thank you for Hi, coming thanks today. For ha- thanks for having me on the show. This is great. Uh, I'm very excited about the topic. I am an Anunnaki researcher. Of course, we go back to the pyramids and before 450,000 years in our research into ancient aliens. And you have to bear with me. I just had sinus surgery, so sometimes my nose goes. Um, I'm I'm interested about the King's Chamber story. Uh, we have a oh, there's a lot of illustrations on these things on AquarianRadio.com. Click on today's page uh, with Gary Parker, and you can, uh, you know, look at the images with us as we talk about them. So, how about you tell us your story and your re- about your research, and then I'll be I'll be quiet for about ten to fifteen minutes if I can stand it. I usually put my hand up and have a question. <laughs> well, feel <laughs> yeah, feel free to question. Feel free to question me anytime. You can stop me anytime. About um, two and you. a half. A, a, a few, uh, a few, two years, a little over two years ago, I had this great idea. I said, you know, to to help with world peace, wouldn't it be fun if we got the whole world involved in restoring the Great Pyramid and the Sphinx? And uh, it was just an idea I had, and I said, well, you know, this is kind of cool. I I thought, well, you know, what I could do is I could globally crowdfund this project. So everybody in the world could pitch in a buck or two, high schools, colleges, get people get together, and, and we could actually, now when I say restore it, I don't mean to working condition. I mean just so it looks a little better, because every time you see the, the, the Great Pyramid and the Sphinx, it, it looks like it's falling apart. So I, I thought, wow, you, you put some stucco on it, you know, you, you make it look nice, and, uh, and it would help, uh, you know, Egypt's $264 billion in debt, and they have rolling blackouts. And it would show Egypt that we care about them, and, and the whole world cares about them, and it would help tourist trade. I said, this is a great idea. So what I did was, I said, you know, I need some startup money. So I, 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 I said, I should talk to a few billionaires. So I have a few producer friends in, in Los Angeles, and I said, you, and I called them, and I told them the idea of restoring the Great Pyramid and the Sphinx, and they said, Gary, that's a great idea. 
And I said, uh, I said, you have those connections. Well, that's great that you have those connections. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> wait, till, wait till you hear the rest of the story. So what happens okay. is, is uh, one of one of the one of my friends said, Gary, I have um, I have um, Sir Richard Branson's email. And another one had Elon Musk's email. So I said, okay, give them to me. They said, but you can't tell them where you got it if they respond. I said, don't worry, I won't say a word. So, because you can't just give out people's emails. So anyway, so what happens is I email um, Sir Richard Branson and Elon Musk, and I, uh, uh, I figure there's, they're not going to return my email. The very next day, I get an email from Sir Richard Branson, and he says, Gary, I don't know who you are. I don't know how you got my email, but I love this idea. I would love to be part of it. If it's for real, I would love to be part of it. Well, I said, oh, my God, this is amazing. So I emailed him right back, and I said, thank you for hitting me back. I said, I, I, I'm putting it together. It's, it's in its infancy right now, but I, I have a lot of homework to do, and I'll get back to you. He said, Gary, get back to me. I love this idea. I would love to be part of the Great Pyramid and Sphinx Reconstruction. Two hours after he emailed me back, I get an email back, not from Elon Musk, but from a lady by the name of Gwyneth Shotwell, and she's the president of SpaceX. She said, Gary, Elon doesn't know how you got his email, but if this is for real, we love this idea, and we would love to be part of it. Just like that. It just totally blew me away. So I emailed her back again. I said, thank you so much. Amazing. Oh, it it blew me away. I mean, I just could not believe it. It, it was it was like it was just a fantasy idea, and and I th- I thought man, nah, no one's going to call me back, but I, I was still going to pursue it. So anyway, he uh, she emailed me. I I emailed Gwyneth Shotwell back and I said thank you so much for getting in touch with me. I have a lot to do. I, I and I said I actually have Sir Richard Branson interested too. She emailed me back and said, well, if he's on board, we'll get on board, but you have a lot to do. I said absolutely. I'll I'll email you back in a couple months. So what happens is a, a, a few days go by, and I, I said, well, you know, I should get a, um, I should download an image of the uh, from NASA of the Great Pyramid and stuff because, as you know, the whole Giza Plateau there is sacred land. You can't take a rock off of there; you'd be arrested. You're just not allowed to touch anything. So I said, well, I'll zoom in. I'll, I'll, I'll download a photo and I'll zoom in and see where we could put trucks and people. I was getting way ahead of myself, but I was so excited because the billionaires had emailed me back. And, um, and and so I said, well, I'm going to jump ahead and take a look at the Great Pyramid. Well, you got to know, Teresa, that when uh, when you a lot of times people look at these NASA photos and they look at them from a distance. You know, the International Space Station takes these photos from 200 miles above Earth. So people see them like, oh, that's nice. There's the Great Pyramid. There's there's Cairo. There's and then they just move on. But I zoom in. I zoomed in on the Great Pyramid. Well, when I zoomed in. I saw something that looked like writing in, on, on the, um, beside the Great Pyramid. From, from a distance, from the sky, it looked like shadows. But as I zoomed in, it looked more and more like writing. I said, oh, my God, what is that? So uh, I, I wrote it down on a piece of paper. I took a picture with my phone, and I emailed it to about six or seven uh, Judaic scholars, Aramaic scholars, and people in the Middle East, and uh, you know, uh, uh, academics in the Middle East, who may know with, and a couple of Egyptologists in Egypt. So um, I get uh, a few emails, and I said, "Hey, could you tell me? Does this say anything?" And uh, first, the first question. So a few of them emailed me back, and they said, "Where did you find this? It do, it does say something, but where did you find this?" And I emailed, and I emailed them back, and I said, "Beside the Great Pyramid." 
And they said, well, let us work on it. So there was a very famous Egyptologist in Egypt, and her name is uh, Sali- Dr. Salima Ikram. And she's been on, the, you know, the, um, the Ancient Aliens and all those shows. And she actually is a professor at the um, uh, American University of Cairo. And she emailed me back, and she said, Gary, this is fascinating. It says something, and I'm going to figure it out. She said, but can you send me the NASA photo? Now, for your listeners, can, can I give them the, 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 um, the file number of the NASA photo so they can pull it up themselves? Oh, yeah. I, I want to write it down and put it on the website, too. So. Uh, well, it, 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 is on the, it is on your website, as a matter of fact. Janet uh, okay, put good. it on. Okay, but, but the, I did. The, okay. the, I'm, I'm Janet, by the way, and TJ is here. Okay, hi. Before you give that, let's just say hi to TJ. Uh, and I'll introduce you, Teresa J. Morris, this is Gary Parker, and he has a, a page up on AquariumRadio.com with all kinds of incredible pictures, and we're talking about his research um, regarding the restoration of the Great Pyramid of Giza, and how we got a hold of Elon Musk's uh, people at Planet uh, Project X, or SpaceX, and uh, Richard Branson, Sir Richard Branson. So, hi, Teresa J. Morris. Hi, Janet. Are you there? Hello, Janet. Can you hear me? Teresa J. Morris here, Planet Earth. Hi. I can hear you. Say hi to Gary Parker. Hi, Gary Parker on Planet Earth. I'm assuming you're on Planet Earth. You sound so excited. Well, if you consider Phoenix part of Earth, yes, I'm I'm here. I'm so happy to meet you in uh, cyberspace via uh, Cosmos Connection. And Janet, thank you for inviting him. And a mad painter, I'm sorry I had a little trouble Skype wanting to update me and people leaving and in and out of my house. So I apologize to the world and the universe. Gary, you sound so excited. It was wonderful to come on and hear your enthusiasm. So thank you, world, uh, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. I'm sorry I was late to my own show, but apparently uh, Janet is uh, connected to me in many, many ways, as so is a mad painter. And I hope they introduce themselves. But uh, welcome, Gary, and uh, wow, Janet, did you do a bio on him in the beginning so we could hear? Uh, I read his bio, and so we're, he's already in the middle. Um, it's a very exciting part of his story. He zoomed in from the NASA space uh, satellite, and he's got. there's a picture of it on this AquariumRadio.com page called Gary Parker, and there's his writing, and it's right up against the Great Pyramid. Wow. And so he wrote it down. Go ahead, and if you can, pull it up and look at it. And he sent it. He was just saying where he sent it to. So you sent it to this um, famous researcher who's been on ancient aliens. And so uh, go ahead, continue your story, and then we'll ask you questions yeah. in a few minutes. Yeah, she'll put the NASA number, and you can put it here in Skype. Just type it in. And well, we'll I, I don't I'm I'm on a landline. I don't have Skype. Oh, okay, okay. Well, wonderful. Thank you. Well, we'll make sure we get all the data, and I'll put it on CosmosExpo.com. Janet does it on Aquarian Radio, and we do uh, other websites. I have AncientCulturesOrigin.com, and we'll put it there as well. If you feel like this applies to Ancient Origin. Certainly does. Great pyramids. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. So carry on, Gary. I'm just listening. And Janet and Matt and I do this show, and then one Tuesday night, and they each have their own show. And I usually say that in the beginning, but we'll introduce a little more about all of us folks when we do our break roughly around the uh, hour. So, Gary, now, Gary Parker, folks, sounds like something off of 
Spider-Man or, or is that? Well, that? Yeah, that was Peter Parker, but yes, okay. <laughs> He's my cousin. Yeah. Of course. Yes. But, uh, okay, go ahead, Gary. So, okay, so what happens is, is I always give listeners the, the, uh, the, the uh, International Space Station file number on this photo because the academics and the Judaic scholars and the Aramaic scholars that I sent the photo to and the letters to, uh, they all said, well, Gary, you put those there. That's Photoshop. So I, and I told them all, I said, no, go to NASA's website, download the photo, and you'll see. I didn't touch it. All of them refused to do that. But he, let, So if I can, I'm going to give your, your uh, listeners the, the file number. It's ISS032-E-009123. And that was ISS032-E-009123. Dash E dash zero zero nine one two three. When they when they when they Google that, what will come up? Will, it will say NASA pyramids at Giza, Egypt. And what you do is is you click on that, and then the photo will pop up. But the, the next step that you have to do is you have to you have to go to the right side. You have to scroll down, and you'll see a, some words. It will say download image, and you have to click on full size. If you don't click on full size, you won't be able to zoom into the uh, close to the Great Pyramid to see the letters. So that's that's one step that you, they have to do. So click on um, download, go to download images and full size on the photo. It's on the right hand side. You can't miss it. So anyway, so I sent the photo to to like I said, numerous academics and Judaic scholars, Aramaic scholars, and to an Egyptologist there, and um, and the Egyptologist. In, in Cairo, her name is Salim, Salima, Dr. Salima Ikram. And she said, when she emailed me back, she goes, Gary, this is impossible because the letters are actually beside the, the Great Pyramid. Oh, I have to mention one more thing, too. The photo that you're looking at, and this was done on purpose, is upside down. It was, it was downloaded, the image was downloaded by NASA upside down. So when you're looking, when you're looking north, that's actually south. So when you're looking south, and to the right is west, and to the left is east, okay? So you'll see the photo, you'll see the, the letters um, that are written beside the Great Pyramid on the south side of the Great Pyramid. They're on the south side, and they run east to west along the whole, um, uh, fr from east to west, the whole, the whole uh, what's it called, side of the Great Pyramid. And they're huge. They're, they're almost as big as the pyramid themselves. So a few of the, the scholars, they, when they emailed me back, uh, they said, Gary, well, you know, uh, I see, one said, hey, I see an I. One said, I see the word creator. Uh, one says, I see an M. And they weren't sure. They all kind of sent me words that they thought were the words. So I said, okay, well, you know, you're doing your best. Thank you so much. And a lot of them, like I said, they accused me of Photoshopping the photo, which I didn't. And like I said, your listeners can can see that by going to the NASA website. So beside the, beside the pyramids, not too far from that writing, and I'm going to tell you what it says in a minute, but uh, beside, I actually found some ancient Hebrew. Now, I know what ancient Hebrew looks like because, naturally, I've seen Hebrew before. So I, I, um, I jotted down the, the Hebrew, and I sent it to a couple Judaic scholars, one down here at the University of Arizona. His name is uh, Dr. Edward Wright. And he's real famous. He runs the Judaic, the Judaic department down there, Judaic studies at the University of Arizona. And when I emailed it to him, the next day he emailed me back. He says, Gary, I know what this says. It says, God and the Lord of the underworld. 
Now, on your website, I had sent it to you, and it's the, it's the, the letters that look like an L, E-L, like L, like, um, like the Spanish L, E-L, with like a W, which is a shin, uh, it, which is a Hebrew word for, uh, is a Hebrew letter shin, and another E-L with a dot above the left side of the W. So it says L-W-L, and that with a dot mm-hmm. above the shin, and that means God and the Lord of the Underworld. Well, Dr. Dr. Wright said, Gary, you, you have to come down here and show me this, because this is unbelievable. He said, I, I never t- I've never seen anything like this in a NASA photo. So I said, sure. I go down, I meet with him, and I show him exactly where I found it on the NASA photo. And he goes, well, Gary, this is impossible. Now, you got to remember, this guy actually has worked on the Dead Sea Scrolls. He's, he, he's not only a very, very nice guy, but he's pretty brilliant. He goes, Gary, listen, man. He goes, you walk into my office, uh, and in 20 minutes, you show me something that's pretty much impossible. I'm not going to believe it. And I said, well, okay. Uh, you, you know, I can't argue with the guy. So I said, okay, I understand. And uh, I said, but do me a favor. I said, uh, Dr. Wright, go to the NASA website. Look at it. You'll find it there. And, you, and, and, and it, it, this is some kind of message. And he said, Gary, I'm just too busy. I don't have time. I'm not going to buy it. I'll see you later. So that was all. <laughs> that's all I got from him. So what happens is, is, is maybe about two days after this happens, after I went to, and, and let me just back up a little bit. I also, since it was written in Hebrew, and a lot of the other words that were written beside the, the Great Pyramid, I said, well, that looks kind of like Hebrew and something else mixed together, maybe hieroglyphics or something. So I said, well, I'll go to a few, um, um, what are they called, uh, rabbis, you know, Orthodox rabbis here in Phoenix, because they all have to deal with, with um with Hebrew and stuff, so I did. I went I went over here uh, into Phoenix and I met with five rabbis. Well, they're all looking at it, and they said, "Gary, we see it." And they said, "Beside these letters, we see a date." And I said, "Well, what's the date?" And they said, "July twenty sixth, two thousand and twenty two." And I said, "Well, will you guys help me with this?" And they said, "No." They said, "Gary, because number one, we don't know who you are. We don't know if if you if you photoshopped this, and." If this is a miracle of some kind, we believe that only miracles can happen in Israel. I said, what? And they go, yeah, that's what we believe. And we believe you have to be Jewish for this to happen. Well, I didn't tell them, but my great-great-grandparents on my mother's side were both Jewish. But, uh, but I said, okay, so I'm telling you guys, all I've been doing is, 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 is hitting doors being slammed in my face. So... What happens wow. is, is, yes, it's, so you guys, please feel free to ask a question or, or whatever. Well, I wanted to just say something. L is probably Yahweh, who is probably um, Enlil, because he was known as God. He became Lord of the Earth. I mean, Lord of the, Commander of the Earth. And then the Lord of the Underworld is Enki, who was sent down to South Africa and the African mines, and he was the the ruler down there and the head of the mining projects. And so um, the pyramids were built by Anki's son, uh, Nagashina, later known as Toth, or Toth. And well, um, so it, it's, it's it definitely is tied in. It makes sense based on my research. Okay. Uh, well, you know, I mean, well, just think well, of it. When you, when you do a painting, you leave your signature, right? <laughs> so right. that's their signature. Well, okay. And since so, it's a so, space station and a space beacon... They wanted to be seen from space. Well, let me just say this: that when you hear the rest of the story, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. But but it's you're you're hitting around the we're we're both kind of hitting around the same the same bullseye. So, 
what happens is, is two days after this all happened, and I met with the rabbis, and I met with some priests, and the, I met with a lot of people. And two days after that, I had this dream. Now, you guys got to know something. I've never had a paranormal experience. I've never seen a ghost. I've never seen an angel. Nothing like that in my whole life. And nothing special like that has ever happened to me. So, but I have this dream, and and as you know, for for the past couple of months, I've been I've been obsessed with the with the Great Pyramid and the Sphinx, getting this going and and trying to figure out what these letters mean. So what happens? I have this dream, and this dream says to me, a man in his voice says, "Gary, go to the river, face east, and say these words, uh, and say these words in Hebrew three times in a mantra," and the words were. Father, 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 holy, 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 where did you come from? Where did you really come from? Well, well, I, and I had to say it three times in a mantra. Well, I don't know Hebrew, so I got back together with one of the rabbis, and they taught me how to say it phonetically. And, uh, and so I said, okay, I got it, I got it. So the next, the next morning, I went down, now, right be, not too far from where I live in Arizona, there's a small town called Florence, Arizona. And, it's, and it has a, there's a river running through it. It's called the Gila River, the Gila River Indians. So in, in this one area, there's really no water in the Gila River, but in this one area by Florence, Arizona, there, there's a lot of water. So I said, well, you know, I'm going to go down there. Just because this is all so weird that, that I had a dream like this. I've never had a voice in a dream tell me to go do this. So I go down to the river. I stand in the river just into my ankles. I take my shoes off. I'm standing there, and I yell up in a mantra, and I say, Abba, 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 Kiddosh, 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 which is Father, 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 Holy, Holy, Holy. And I go, and in, and in Hebrew, I say, where did you come from? Where did you really come from? And I yell it out really loud, and I do it for like three or five minutes. I do it, I do it like six times. And uh, nothing happens while I'm standing there. And I think, well, this is kind of cool. And you've got to remember, too, I'm not naked. I have my shorts on and everything. I, and I actually am about three or 400 yards off the main road, so no one can see me because you're in the middle of the desert in this water. So I yell it out. I come back home, and I go to bed later that night. The next morning, 5.45 in the morning, 5.40. I never get up at 5.45. I get up at like 7 o'clock. 5.45 in the morning, I'm covered in sweat. I wake up, and, I, and I'm never sick. I never get sick, and I'm covered in sweat. And I said, what is wrong with me? I look over at my desk, and on my desk I have my laptop computer. And all of a sudden, the, 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 the NASA photo pops on at the NASA photo, and I can see everything in this photo, almost everything. I go, oh, my God. Now, what happens is, is I think, how can I be seeing these things? So naturally, I call friends and family. I get them all together, and I show them everything I see. They all see it. They say, oh, my God, Gary, this, this is some kind of message because you were trying to restore the Great Pyramid. You made some connection in that water. So what happens is that, that maybe about 6 o'clock that night or 5 o'clock that night, I went back down to the river, stood in the river, yelled up, and, and I yelled up. I said, hey, is this for real? Have you really contacted me? Is this really happening? If it is, I want to be part of it. I want to know everything. Next morning, 545. I'm covered in sweat. I wake up. I can see everything in this photo. I mean, guys, when, it, it, once you get to know me and I get to show you everything and, and tell your listeners, you'll say, oh, my God. This, and the whole, the whole photo is a message, okay? So what happens here's, now here's the first thing I want, them, want your, your listeners to look at. If you have downloaded the image onto your, onto your computer screen, make the image small. Make it, make it very small, like, like maybe six inches by six inches. 
so it so it sits right in the middle of your computer. Do you, do you guys have it up on your computer? Can you see it? Hello. Hello. I I, I did not download it. I just am going to the one on the website. So I guess that's not the NASA image on the website, or is it? Yes, it is. It's it's actually okay. if you look on the on the if you look on the right hand side of the photo, it's almost like right down the middle. You'll see on the right hand side is the Giza Plateau, and it's all kind of like it. It almost looks like gold. It's all like sandy and. Can you guys see that at all? Okay, so I I've got uh, I've got a number of images. Uh, and I, I I wait. Let's see. I don't have your numbers that you put on it. So let me see. This is no. I I don't have it on the website. So the first image. If you go to the website, uh, it's kind of goldish in color. It's got, a, but it's no. got the Great Pyramid, and I don't see any writing in that one. Is this the NASA photo center? No, 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 that's not the NASA photo. No, the NASA photo from from the International Space Station, the one that sh that that you can see the whole. You can see Cairo on the left. You can see the Nile, and you can see. Um, and you can see the Giza Plateau on the right-hand side. Like right down the middle, it's split. It, it's like a, it's, it's, it's a space image from, uh, from the International Space Station. Can you see it? Can you guys pull it up or no? Um, I'm trying. I'll have it'll be a minute. I'm working on it. <laughs> well, no, I, I don't yeah, want to stop the show. But right, yeah. Okay, I'm seeing one that has the pyramids. It's got the big city there at the top of the picture. And then the three pyramids with the, yeah, I don't know. I don't have it marked. So it's kind of goldish in color. It's got uh, it's, the streets and the roads of the city. Janet, the one, from my website. the one on your website that has the little alien on the right-hand side is the picture he's talking about. Right? Okay. Yeah, the one that, the the one that I, yeah, can you see the alien? There's a picture of an alien that I drew. Can you see? You can see that. Okay, on the right that side? one. Okay, that's the one. Okay, I'll pull okay. that up. But no, but not the one I drew. I mean, yes, pull up that photo. But <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. This is tough over the phone. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, okay. Now, can you see on the left? You can see the photo from the International Space Station beside the drawing. Can you see that? Yes, I've got the right one now. Okay, so. You have to zoom in on that. Okay, no, no, I'm zooming don't, in zoom, on don't, don't zoom in. Don't, don't zoom in. Don't zoom. Okay. No. We'll zoom and out. can you see that <laughs> I out I outlined the Giza Plateau in red? Can you see that? Let me go back to it. I just clicked away because I was. Well, I would, you you outline you outline the uh, the image, and it looks like the man's face or something. Or, yeah, kind of looks like a... Yeah, you outlined the, the thing in red. I have that one. Okay, so don't... You, you see the, yeah, and don't can expand. you see where I... I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're saying just leave it small like that. Okay, so it's yeah, small. Leave, leave it small. So can you see that, that there's the, the whole Giza Plateau I kind of outlined in red? Can you see that? Yes. And then and then across from from the thing I outlined in red... You can see in Cairo, I actually outlined the Nile River and, and a road above uh, at the top. It's called Ring Road. I outlined that in red, too. It almost looks like a cross. Can you see that? Yes. Yes. You can I, see. I do see that. Okay. Well, what happens is, is that, now this is the first thing I saw. When you look at that photo 
on the right-hand side, the whole Giza plateau, is the left profile of a huge alien. His mm-hmm. head is, he's got a huge elongated, think about Nefertiti's bust. You know Nefertiti, the, uh, the wife of Akhenaten? Yeah. Uh, if you, you mm-hmm. look, that, his left profile, he has a huge head. Where where his nostril would be, or his nose, is the Great Pyramid. That would be where his nostril is. And then you come down, there's right. a little lip, and then there's a mouth, and then there's a round chin. And then it goes into a real thick neck. Can you see that? Yes, uh-huh. Okay, okay. And he's looking over, he's looking, uh, he's looking east, where that cross is. That cross up there represents... The constellation of Cygnus. Okay. I know, right? So, and what happens is, is, is I drew his, now, I drew his picture, which is right beside, that's a close-up of him. He's looking in the opposite direction the way I drew him. But he's looking, right. so, uh-huh. so, so what happens is I see that, I see the outline of, of an alien, um, of the whole right side, the whole Giza Plateau is the profile of an alien. And I saw that when I, when I woke up at, at 5.45 in the morning. And then I saw the, and then I saw the, 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 to the left there in Cairo, I saw the constellation of Cygnus. Now, what happens is, is I, uh, and I'm going to jump ahead here just to show, tell you what happened. Ever since this happened to me, I actually have been down to the river in the past year and a half between 35 and 50 times. Okay, because what they do is okay. I get a, I get a, I get up, I have a dream or a voice says go to the river, and I ask questions. So what happened was was on my 30, between my 36th and 38th time, and I usually write it down, uh, this being that I drew showed up. It showed up at the river. And when I say showed up, are you, are, are you familiar with, a, with a, a prophet by the name of Ezekiel? He had these yes. spinning wheels. Yeah. You're familiar with mm-hmm. that. Okay. So what happens is, okay, okay. <laughs> well, some people aren't. So what happens is, and, and, I'm, and I'm not a religious guy. I haven't been to a church or a temple or a synagogue in over 40 years. So, um, but I knew it just from reading stories and, and UFO stuff and watching uh, ancient aliens. Well, what happens is, is in, in Ezekiel's vision, he saw four angels that had two sets of wings, they had four faces, and uh, they, there was a platform of crystals, and then God was standing on top of the, or sitting at a throne on top of these crystal platforms. Well, what happened was, was I only saw two of these angels, and they're called cherubim, and they do have four faces. They're pretty scary. But all of these images that I saw at the river for the past year and a half are in this photo. So when I saw, and you've got to remember, too, like I said, since I've been to Judaic scholars and everything, I sent them a lot of different letters, and one of the letters I sent them, they said, Gary, this name here is Uriel, and Uriel is uh, the the angel that is on the east side of the Garden of Eden and supposedly, you know, stops anybody from coming in there. Well, he was there at the river, <laughs> uh, and they, like I said, and please interrupt me and ask any questions if you want to, because I know this is a lot okay. of information all at once. So do you have any questions? Uh, I'm good. TJ, do you have a question? <clears throat> Not yet. I'm listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Keep going. Yeah. We're still getting your. You're seeing cherubim. You're at the river. You've gone uh, 20, 30, whatever times. You've got this outline. Yes. You got this creature showing up with a big head. Right. Continue. What, we're we're yes. all what, listening. Okay. Okay. So what happens is, is you know, the spinning wheels, the metal spinning wheels, 
and uh, and but but in my what I saw at the river. Now you remember they they appeared above the river, and they didn't just appear. It just didn't wasn't like a click of a finger, and they appeared. It was like there was kind of a uh, almost like the the sky. There was like a tear in the sky, and like a prism, like you know, with different colors. It kind of came out of the sky, and then it was there in front of me. Now when I say there in front of me, there were two two of these cherubim that had the four faces, but I recognized one of the faces as as Uriel, and I go, Uriel, and he goes, and he talked to me, he said, yes, but the whole time, his the wheels were spinning, and the, the, um, the his wings were flapping, now, you got to remember, I been, had been doing this, all this research for like a year and a half, talking to everybody and everything, so, and seeing everything in this NASA photo, so I wasn't frightened at all, I was like terribly excited, I said, this is the coolest thing, I just wish someone would come by, and because this is in the middle of the desert, so there's really nobody around. So uh, I was hoping someone would come by and see it or take a picture with their phone. So, but when I was looking at, at these angels, and like I said, ab- above them, and they were about, I'm going to say, between 18 and 20 feet tall. And above them was a, was a platform of crystals. And above the crystals, standing there, and I couldn't see his feet, was the, was the being who I have drawn, uh, the drawing that I made uh, on the right-hand side. So I figured, you know, he's the big guy. Now, uh, now I didn't know if it was I didn't know if it was God. All I know is that I had seen him in the NASA photo, and he's kind of in the middle of everything. So I figured he's the guy in charge. Okay. The only thing is, and like in the NASA photo, it's, he just he doesn't just have an alien face. Inside of his face is made up of fifty to sixty other faces, men and women that look like from ancient times. When I say ancient times, I mean biblical times. So, uh, and I'm seeing all these faces, and all these faces are talking in different languages, like Hebrew and some other Aramaic uh, language, and, uh, and I can't understand it, but uh, when I was talking with, uh, with uh, Uriel, his voice, it was English. So, uh, so anyway, so the, the, the main guy who's standing there, the, the big alien, when I drew him, you can see my drawing on, on the right-hand side there, he was wearing, like, he had the elongated head. He kind of had a human-slash-alien-looking human face. And he had, like I said, a huge head, but he, had, he was about 30 feet tall. He had huge shoulders and huge hands, huge. And he was wearing kind of a red, a red robe, a long red robe, and written on the robe were, was ancient Hebrew. So and what happens is he's talking to me telepathically. Uh, is that the word? Yes, telepathically. And and yes. he's telling me things that I'm supposed to do and things that I'm supposed to say, and naturally I want to ask like a ton of questions because I'm thinking this is amazing, and and I'm and I'm saying to him, hey, I'll do whatever you need if you're coming back. I got to know when. Well, and he said to me telepathically, he says, Gary, I'm coming back on the day that the that the rabbis told you, which was the date in the photo, which is July 26. Um, 2022, and I said, "Where will you be coming back?" And he says, uh, "He said that I don't know if you guys are familiar with eschatology, but in it, in the Jewish um, eschatology, um, they're, 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 they want to build the third temple." He told me that he will come in the third temple; that they don't have to build the third temple. I said, "Great, that's fantastic." I also know that in um, in uh, Jewish Jewish I can't even pronounce it again. <laughs> Eschatology. That uh, uh, there's a guy, there's a prophet by the name of Enoch who was um, Noah's great grandfather, and Elijah. 
and Elijah, who was a prophet, they're supposed to come back and tell everybody that God's showing up. So I said to him, I said, well, listen, I said, I know I'm not Elijah. I said, but uh, is Elijah going to come back? And he actually told me that Elijah is a, 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 a professor. Her name is Dr. Christina, uh, hang on a minute, Christina Hayes at Yale University. She actually runs the religious department, the um, uh, department there. And I didn't know who she was. He told me her name. So I came back uh, to the house after I had talked, after this all went down, and I Googled this lady, and she's a genius. She's a, she's a, she's a scholar. She's amazing. And I said, oh, my God, how can I convince this lady that she's Elijah? So anyway, so back to the river. I'm, I, let's get back to the river. So I'm, uh, I'm at the river, and this being is telling me things I have to say, what I have to do, how I have to go about doing it, and that, uh, that any time I want to communicate, I have to come back down to the river. And uh, because, you know, I had always heard this one time, uh, I think it was in a movie, it said that water is the universal conduit uh, between planes. So I thought, I actually think that was in the movie Constantine with, uh, with uh, Keanu Reeves. But, but I'm in this water, so I'm thinking somehow, with, with my vibration of mantra or whatever, I've made a connection. These things show up. Now, um, like I said, I wasn't afraid. He looks so, and, he, and they actually, I forgot to mention this, you guys. I'm sorry if I'm, if I'm talking way too fast. That's okay. Um, well, okay, thank you. What happens is... Yes, is, they, 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 yeah, really. Uh, they all look like burnt brass. They look like metal that's burned, and and, and it was really like like Ezekiel said. It was. It, they look like they were half on fire. But my thing was this. My thing. This was the difference that I had between Ezekiel. First of all, I didn't fall onto my knees and pray or anything. I just said, "Oh my God, this is amazing." And uh, and another thing was that they. It didn't look real. It looked like a holographic image. It looked like I could put my hand through them. They, they were too far out in the water for me to swim out. But um, so I. So but it didn't look like it, they, that they were there. I mean, it looked like it was being projected. So I said to I said to to this being, I said, "Are those spinning wheels with the eyes?" And the way they're, the, the angels are doing their wings. Now, there was only two of them, not four. In Ezekiel's, in Ezekiel's image, there were four. So I figured to myself that they, since there were only two, that these beings were closer to our planet than they were at Ezekiel's time. So there were only two of them. So I said to him, I said, are these like generators so I can see the image? And the, the being said, yes. He said, this is what, that's true. This is, this is how, how um, you can see us. So... All of a sudden, I hear a motorcycle. Now, you got to remember, I'm in the middle of the desert, and a lot of the kids around here, they drive their ATVs and motorcycles all over the desert, like all over the place. And I'm, like, by this, in this water, looking up and talking. I look over, and there's a kid had pulled his motorcycle up not too far from the bank. And I, I had, because he, you know, I could hear his engine, so I had to turn away. And I look at him, and he's, like, maybe 14, 15 years old. And I look at him, and I say, hey, can you see that? And he said, see what? And I said, oh, my God. And the big guy, the, the being, said to me, Gary, no, one can see, no one's going to see this but you at this time. I said, okay, I get it. So the kid said to me, he looks at me, he goes, hey, man, the kid says to me on the motorcycle, he goes, you know, that water's disgusting. I said, I know. I said, but my feet were hot, so I'm, I'm going to stand in here for a while. So the kid took off. So anyway, he couldn't see him. So then the, um, the being said to me, 
He said, you won't see me again until July 26, 2022. He said, but always come to the river to make contact with us. So I said, fantastic, I will, and I'll do everything you told me to do. And there were things he told me that were going to happen, and I said, fantastic, this is great. So I was so excited, I came back, and actually I made a, I, I, I came back home, I showed all friends and family all the stuff, and um, go ahead, I'm, I'm, I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm just rambling on and on. Go ahead, do you guys have any questions? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Um, okay, so <laughs> you're out there, you're having this extreme powerful spiritual connection with extraterrestrials, and they're yeah. communicating with you full on with uh, telepathic communication. And yeah. they're, do, do you ask them who they are? You said, I think your mantra yes. was. Yeah, my mantra was Abba, Abba, Abba. Where did you really come from? Yeah, where did they really come from? Yeah, well, they come from, as a, that's, that's a great question. They actually come from Cygnus, the constellation of Cygnus. And their planet is a planet called Sadr, S-A-D-R. Now, if you're looking at the NASA photo, the way you can see this is this. Uh, 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 the constellation of Cygnus is called the Swan or the Northern Cross. So as you notice, right. up above there, the Nile intersects there with Ring Road, which is, a, which is an eight-lane freeway that goes into Cairo. And as you can tell, right. uh, as you go to the right, which is to the west, it goes onto the Giza Plateau, but it stops there and turns into a wash, and it's high lit. You can see it, like, in white. You can see it. Can you see that? Right. Yes. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, yes. well, what you can do is what, what people can do in order to see the Cygnus planet, and it's right at the intersection of Ring Road and the Nile River, use a laptop computer, open the computer up to your so your screen is around a 45-degree angle, then reach under the your, um, your keypad and lift up and make the room as dark as possible. And when you tilt the screen back by lifting up the keypad, you will see that all the stars and all the lights in Cairo will disappear except for the one at the intersection of, of the Nile River and, um, and Ring Road. And that is the, that is the planet Sadr, S-A-D-R. Now, I, I've, ta I've taken this and shown three astronomers. They all said, Gary, this is impossible. We're not going to believe it. I said, all right. I, I hear that all the time. It's impossible. We're not going to believe it. I said, all right, guys, no problem. But which I know it sounds impossible. You know, it totally sounds impossible. So go ahead. Right. Andy, another question? Go ahead. You said July 26, oh. 2022. Is the return? I'm sorry. July 26, 2022. When, they when this being and the, and, the, and the angels appeared to me, it was July 26, 2016. And so also, they told okay. you how many years later did they ten, use? Ten years later. Ten years no. later, they would return. Yeah, no, no. What, what happens is the date, the the date that this photo in, from International Space Station, the photo was downloaded onto the internet on July twenty six, two thousand and twelve. It was ten years from that time. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, you just said I've been up. I, I was in Africa, and the Northern Cross was pointed out to me to remember by an extraterrestrial. And 12-21-12, but you're saying July 26, 2012 was when this was downloaded? No, no, no. Looking for a yes, yeah, what am I saying? Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, you're absolutely right. I apologize. Yes, right. July well, 26. Reality check in 3D for me, but uh, 
that's good. I mean, I'm learning, and I understand the Abba Abba and uh, Kadosh Kadosh. So yeah, Kadosh 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 means holy, holy, holy. Right. Yes. And Isn't so that interesting? Kadosh is the the name of uh, Native American tantra is Kadoshka. Well, no coincidence. And so there's some kind of correlation with that. Yeah. Using okay, Jewish. so. Yeah, the Jewish term Native American Tantra is called Kudoshka. So, so you having these things, you're being told that this is going to happen in 2026, same date. And these are people from sickness. Do they say yes, what kind of, what is, do they look like that being? So they're, they're kind of thick, no, thick uh, no, neck, they have to have a thick neck. No, excuse me, you know what? Everybody, uh, the only person who looks like the being who I drew, there's only there's only three of, in the NASA photo. There were three of them. Okay, they everybody else looks human, but but they all have different faces. They like for instance, the cherubim have four faces. On their left side is a lion. On their right side is a raven. Kind of down to the left, they almost and to the top, they almost look like a bull or an ogre. But as you look at them straight on, they look human. But the other faces, uh, the other people in the photo, they all look like us. As, yeah, they all look like okay. us. They all look human. But they, but they do have, some have four faces, some have two faces. But none of them, none of them have one face. They all have so, multiple faces. So are you saying that you believe this is uh, our direct response, our re-confirmation that the Ezekiel story is possibly true yes uh yes the only thing was was the only difference was this is ezekiel um he couldn't see god's face you know or the thing the the being that he called god he he couldn't see his face i saw his face no problem as a matter of fact i i, I showed his profile and i drew his face for you the only thing was was the difference also difference was that when i saw him he had approximately between 50 and 60 human faces that made up his face Okay, so okay, we got to absorb all that, just like they did in the Bible. But you're saying people <laughs> yeah. just feel like this was an epiphany, but it was your experience, and they're just not, you, you use the word buying it, right? Yes, they're, they're not buying it. No, they, you, you, no. You, you mean the, the academics that I met. And I understand, because I have plenty of friends that are academics, but I've, I've done this kind of work myself, so I'm very familiar with stories such as yours. And I've read the Ezekiel story, and I've read it also, the entire Ezekiel, on one of my radio shows on Blog Talk Radio, TG Bar's Radio. So uh, a lot of this stuff, for whatever reason, is just similar information. But uh, as far as getting a chance to see what you're seeing, if these other 3D biologicals, such as the, the teenager on the bicycle that told you the water was not filthy. Filter. Again, we've only got your personal eyewitness experience to a part of your higher self or through the way that you have experienced a phenomena right. that you're dealing with and finding answers through eschatology and asking other humans to help you decipher what you're receiving. Is that right? But yes, they're not but, but, to, now, now back to the, go ahead. This, 
Exactly. They're not willing to give you credit for something they can't prove, basically. No, Just no. But the cool, life. <laughs> the cool thing, the cool thing, though, is that the letters written beside the Great Pyramid, the being told me exactly what they said, uh, and you have the you you actually have the um, the letters uh, written or, or I'm sorry, downloaded onto your website, and those letters actually right. said they actually say, "I am who I am, Creator of all things." That's what that translates to. That makes sense. Okay, so that 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 uh, L the L W L that actually says L. the God and the Lord of the underworld. That's what that translates to. Oh, that says that. Then what part says I am who I am? That's the that's the one. That is the the the, the letters that are written beside the Great Pyramid. Now, is that in oh, okay. the photo, or is that on the land, or the pyramid? It is, I am that I am, is that right? No, it, it's, I am who I am, creator of all things. Well, we'll come back, all folks. All right, and we're on the break. Stay with us, folks. This is good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesdays and Thursdays, 6 to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are your hosts, Pamela and Claire on Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. Featuring the public law, trust, Lyme disease and astrology. Witnessing those who harm and holding them accountable. Guess what? No more secrets. It's about time we snap out of it. This corporate government is a house of cards falling in on itself. The public law. Do Do no harm. Turns to act as a sort of executive officer for the week. Yes. But all the decisions of that officer have to be ratified at a special bi-weekly meeting. Yes, I see. By a simple majority in the case of purely internal affairs. Be quiet. But by a two-thirds majority in the case of more... Be quiet. I order you to be quiet. Look, you stupid bastard. You've got no arms left. Yes, I have. Look. It's just a flesh wound. I don't believe I'm seeing such a display of courage, skill, nerve, grace, and stupidity. I'll do you for that. What? Come here! What are you gonna do? Bleed on me? I'm invincible! 
You're a loony. The Black Knight always triumphs! Roundtable Live, Monday through Friday, 1 a.m. till 4 a.m. Eastern Time. Bring your mind, bring your ideas, bring your voice. King Arthur had nothing on us. Here at Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. Enjoy your extra big-ass fries. You didn't give me no fries. I got an empty box. Would you like another extra big-ass fries? I said I didn't get any. Thank you. Your account has been charged. Your balance is zero. Please what? come back when you can afford oh, to make no, a purchase. No. I'm sorry you're having trouble. Come on. I'm sorry you're starving. Thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio. Here at Revolution Radio, we believe in freedom of ideas, freedom of speech, but above all, we believe in freedom of existence through self-reliance. This station is 100% listener-supported, and as a fundraising promotion, I have a kick-ass free gift for a $100 donation. 35,000 seeds. 25 years in the freezer. Long-term storable, 54 different varieties. So if food prices go crazy... It's the fan, or if you just want to save tons of money every year by creating your own food like I do, grab our seed pack special. Just look for the banner on the homepage at freedomslips.com. Don't be a statistic. Don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. We need as humans to start taking care of ourselves and not depending on the megacorps to provide unhealthy, nasty food. Included in this package is also a DVD with 900 survival and off-grid living documents and the offline home canning how to do everything website all on the DVD. So when you're growing all that food, you know how to can it, store it, preserve it, etc. with all these documents. So thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. I hope that you will pick up this package and start learning to be free. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, where information never sleeps and freedom is one seed that needs to be planted. What we do in life that goes in eternity. Join the Sacred Matrix with hosts Janet Kira Lesson and Dr. Sasha Lesson, 6 p.m. Eastern Time here on Revolution Radio. Here we free ourselves from the God spell, transform the perverted matrix to the divine one. We become conscious and we embrace universal, unlimited love. We feature colorful guests and topics such as extraterrestrials, ghosts, interdimensionals, and aliens. We examine evidence, anomalies, archaeological ruins, and anthropology. We explore past lives, future lives, life between lives. We get into astral projection, near-death experiences, archetypes, visions, and dreams. Episodes include time travel, teleportation, counseling, spirituality, tantra, relationships, peace, shamanism, peak experiences, and ego transcendence. Join the lessons Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time here on Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com for the Sacred Matrix, a divine paradigm of love. Moscow's freeze. That's your cerebral cortex looking for an answer it doesn't have. See? Even your brain knows you're screwed. The guy is filling with adrenaline right now. Whether you know it or not. Your heart's beating fast. It's getting a little harder to breathe. 
biological system is telling it to run, but you need such a weak to move. Fear is not real. The only place that fear can exist is in our thoughts of the future. It is a product of our imagination, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. That is near insanity. Do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real, but fear is a choice. We are all telling ourselves a story. You're listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. 100% listener-supported radio. Reporting the danger. Unafraid. Right here, where information never sleeps. Revolution. Revolution. Radio. The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host... Welcome back to Cosmos Connection, folks. This is Teresa J. Morris, also known as T.J. Morris, with the famous mad painter, also known as Thomas Becker, famous author, poet, and don't know it, but he's just a good old hippie. Then we got Janet Carol Lesson of Maui, Hawaii, the famous woman of the Sacred Matrix. And we have a guest named Gary Parker, who is allegedly the cousin of the famous Spider-Man, Peter Parker. But all seriousness aside, we're actually talking about a possible epiphany or prophetic awakening, depending on where you are in life and what your perception and filters may allow you to understand. We are all trying to grasp the fact that Janet Carlesson has brought us a man by the name of Gary Parker, and he has had some wonderful visions, our thoughts, our some kind of epiphany that many of us do have in our paranormal community. And we are creating the ACO Club for all of you out there that want to have more paranormal, supernatural, uh, metaphysical, synergistic experiences with the famous Ahmed, Janet, and TJ. We are also going to be offering you more than fun on Tuesday nights, 10 to 12 at the Ascension Center, not only a concept, but a virtual reality place in space with the famous Jen Carolesson, a mad painter, and Teresa J. Morris. Now, if uh, you'll tell me, just uh, humor me for a moment. A mad painter, I heard all about these seeds, and we want to make sure everybody knows that this is a wonderful place to be and learn things on freedomslips.com and Mike Ringley and yourself and Janet on all your shows. So, folks, just a moment while I'll stand by Gary Parker, and we'll continue the great show we're talking with uh, Gary Parker. 
Ahmed Painter, give us a little idea of where to go put our PayPal up. It's freedomslips.com, right? And about your shows. Yes, ma'am. It's uh, Just go to the homepage, and there's a thing there that says support. Uh, we have 1470 and our goal is 2575 and we need 390 extra for the upgrades. Studio B has already been upgraded. Studio A is coming soon. Wonderful. So that is freedomslips.com. For all of our listening audience that doesn't know where we are in cyberspace, it's Freedom's Lips are Freedom's Slips, depending on, again, your filters and perception of how you see that word spelled out. Janet Carlesson, it's your turn on the radio show. Hi, uh, I'm back. I had to run some stuff because somewhere during the show, something took over my navigation bar and it took over the control of my um mouse and everything it was like what is that i got invaded <laughs> so wow. i'm back I, um what was the question who am i what am i doing here i don't know uh, <laughs> i'm getting reality <laughs> now what what are you doing these days in cyberspace your radio show oh i you know i i'm uh, uh, doing uh sacred matrix on sundays from eight to ten eastern and tomorrow's guest is uh, Peter Robbins. Peter Robbins, he's lovely. I haven't had it on for a couple years, so he's back. We're going to talk about everything that's going on with him. He worked with uh, Brad, what was his name? Oh, goodness, it's going leg. <laughs> the first generation um, hypnotherapist, Bud Hopkins. He worked with Bud Hopkins. Bud's been dead for a long time now. And he... Um, Wonderful person. He presented a lot of conferences, worked with experiencers. He's a wealth of information. And then on Tuesday, we launch our first episode of the Ascension Center. And uh, that's with me and Teresa J. Morris. And we're going to have Ted Mayer, M-E-H-R. And he's a psychic. And we'll probably have you know, more than one show. He's going to bring uh, to the table, he channels like uh, both the Kennedys, Nostradamus, Einstein, um, Tesla. Oh, there's about a dozen top-level people that are on the other side that he brings forth and we can have conversations with and ask them questions. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So our first show with him is on the 19th of September from 10 to 12 Eastern. And let's see, I come on... um, when invited on to Karen Christine Patrick's new show, Portals of Knowing, which is a panel show around a topic every Thursday. I think that's 4 p.m. Eastern. And then I'm here on the Cosmos Connection on Saturdays with Teresa J. Morris. I'm running a show called, what are we calling it? Um, it's on Fridays from 8 to 10 to Eastern on a different place. <laughs> it's a young, a young lady out Sandra Bernardis, who's uh, been in radio before, and she's very, very spiritual and conscious, and she brings on lots of good goodness, love, and light, those type of people. So, very, very busy with all that stuff, um, and heading into a little rest period before we go to the mainland, where we're going to teach Chantra. It's another thing we do. Dr. Lesson, yeah, Dr. Lesson's on with me on set Sundays on the Sacred Matrix. Dr. Lesson and I our uh, counselors and relationship counselors and therapists so we do tantric psychology and couples counseling and so we're going to go into the mainland in two weeks of that so if you have any of your problems 
you have a relationship, you try to have a relationship, contact us. We'll meet in Austin, and we'll see if we can help you. <laughs> uh, then in uh, February, we're going to go back to the UFO Congress, where we have a table every year, and I hope, TJ, that you join us there. And uh, we'll have a table and all of our books, and come over and meet us and, and talk to us and buy a book, and we'll sign it for you. Back to you. Thank you, Janet. That's great. That's sort of her rundown in a nutshell. I'm Ed Painter in the morning and on Monday nights. We can find you. Oh, me too. My little show has started. It sort of helps introduce the Mads over here. But uh, we're all one big happy family. But I'll mention my blog talk radio is TGMRCT Radio. Mondays, 6 to 8 Eastern. That's 5 to 7 Central. I'm Ed Painter. You come on Monday nights right after. But let's start with Sunday in the morning. You deal with sort of a call-in panel, whatever floats your boat that day for you. I'll talk to anybody. I don't care who they are. (laughs) Well, yo, hippie, you just do that. So that's Sunday mornings or what? Yes, ma'am. 11 a.m. Eastern Standard to 3 it's a four-hour show, and, and Monday. Do you, do, you, uh, do you ever get really rude people that you want to hang up on, stuff like that? No, uh-uh. It's usually pretty structured. Uh, we, you know, if they do get out of hand, I yell at them, and they calm down real quick. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. <laughs> it's a discussion. I mean, we, we, we all don't agree on everything, and, of course, this is how we learn to grow. Sounds That's good to me. true, Yes. Now, what's that show called on Sunday mornings right here on B? Or a Scott? Mad Look at Reality. Mad Look at Reality. Oh, A-Mad, like your name, A-Mad? Yes, I'm ma'am. Mad. I'm mad, of course, A Mad Look at Reality. That's Sundays, 11 to 3, folks, on Revolution Radio. And that is on Studio A or Studio B. Studio folks. A. All right, for Mr. Gary Parker, so he can come talk about his wonderful... Hey, you're more than welcome. ...description. And then uh, Monday nights, isn't it, the one... That I'm going to be help promote Monday nights. What is that? That's with Mark Eddy, and uh, it's open canvas. We trying to keep it kind of to ancient history and mostly American ancient history. Wonderful. We'll be helping folks with that on ancientcultures.com. We've just got to start posting a lot more there, and uh, we're going to invite friends that have articles, or if you're an investigative reporter or researcher, please get in touch with me at TJ Mars Agency. At gmail.com. That's TJ Mars Agency at gmail.com. Let me know if you're interested in working with the Ancient Cultures Origin. That's ancientculturesorigin.com. Be glad to post there for you, uh, whether you're a writer, researcher, investigator, ufologist, alienologist, uh, just a researcher, period. If it's something pretty cool, paranormal, whatever. But we're dealing mostly with how we're looking at ancient cultures. And today, we have Gary Parker, who's Janet Carolus and found. I'm not sure how, but I'm sure we can let her tell us that in, uh, sometime during the show or before or after he speaks. But Gary Parker apparently has had some type of awakening, epiphany, and uh, apparently Gary has been looking at some NASA photos, but he's made some type of contact. So back to Janet. And Janet, tell us quickly how you met him, how you brought him on here, and then let's get him finishing his story. Janet, how'd you meet this guy? I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was through Lorian Benton, who Uh is another, um, uh, what do you call it? She has a a show on Monday nights. She always said, you know, man, 
Yeah, Lorian Gutchin has the no, pension she fluffs for perspective. Me. She what? Oh, she uh, she, she fluffs, fluffs for me. <laughs> she's the pre-fluffer. Yeah, fluffing. Do you know what fluffing means? I'll have to explain it to you later off the air. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. So um, yeah, I think Lorian's. We were we were sitting in, or it could be Misha Johnson, but uh, we were sitting around one day on two separate calls with me. It's like who's the really good ones? Who do we want to have on our shows? And we were just going, oh, you need to talk to this one I need to talk to that one and it's like then Gary you came up and, and, the, and I remember said you're a lot of fun and you got a lot of enthusiasm and that, they're right on so here you are Gary Parker and so uh, you you had a good uh, what do you call it five star four star five star recommendation from some other people so here and then Gary was very responsive and enthusiastic yes I'd love to come on so that's how that happened, and I'm really happy you're here. I'm having fun. Well, great. That's Where do we find a picture of you, Gary? Do we get a photo and a bio? We, other than we're put, uh, Janet's posted all this, folks, in Aquarian Radio. Is there a, a photo of you around so we can make sure you're in you know, a biological? I, 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 no, I, Gary's I, not I, real. <laughs> I will find one and I'll I'll send it to you guys. I promise. <laughs> yeah, that helps. All right, now, yeah. Gary. Well, let's, we keep this up forever i have people you know i've been doing this for six years right and yep. i have people and, and they'll be asked where's their bio and they'll just send them the link to my website because i keep it see i'm an old secretary i do academia i do academics i mean i i do um what do you call it administration administration so i learned to keep track of all the you know dot the i's cross the i's dot the t's, whatever so that's what i do so i but it's, it's good. It's like a historical record for the world. All these people. I've got a lot of those people that were on my show. They're no longer with us. And I have it all documented. So it's a good resource. I have all the links. Um, so feel free to pass the link around from my show and just say, go here if you don't have your own website. That's what it's I'll service do. service to the you. world. You're most welcome. All right. So where are we, TJ? What else do you want to say before we go back to the action? Well, we got the seeds, folks, freedomslips.com. Uh, Mike Ringley is doing a wonderful job of keeping people in the know. Uh, he's in Kentucky. I live there, but I've moved down to Gulf Breeze, Florida. Uh, my company, TJMRS Media and Publishing, Google just called to confirm yesterday to verify that I've moved to Gulf Breeze and have my phone number. So, in a way, you could say I'm sort of a public figure with Google. So, just do TeresaJMorris.com or tjmars.com and I could probably somehow figure out a way to get you on a radio show if that's your future destiny. Otherwise, you can contact me for uh, just about whatever. My books are available on Amazon. I should mention that Janet Carol Lesson, spelled L-E-S-S-I-N, is also an author, as is Ahmed Painter Thomas Becker on Amazon. But uh, I need to ask Ahmed. Ahmed, do you uh, write under your pseudonym, or both. is it Thomas Becker? I, I'm title under both of them. Really? Congratulations. All right. Yeah, I have TJ Thurman. Oh, I have one question for a Matt before we go back to the show. Okay. <laughs> Yesterday, they set up the group chat or something, and now I've got a million different notifications. That's why you hear all that doop-a-doop-a-doop. How do I shut that off so it doesn't make noise during my show? <laughs> you go up to the type, top of Skype, hit Tools, 
options, options, and then I am notifications or notifications. Okay, tools, options, I am's. Just how do I just say? Uh, I don't want anybody sending it right now. What I'm trying to. Oh, here notifications. No, I just shut them all off. I don't have anything come on mine. Okay. All right. I'm going to shut out. Let's see if I do that. I'll shut that, them all off. That way you don't get bugged by everybody. Huh? I have 40. Yeah, it's constant. <laughs> okay, thank you. I think that went quiet. Yay. Okay, good. Thank you. That was annoying. All right, back to our action. All right, so now we will return back. Folks, now that you know this is freedomslips.com, this is Cosmos Connection, and who the three of us are, and we're probably going to show up here the rest of our entire uh, immortal lives. We're not sure yet. And yes, Gary Parker himself, as far as we know, uh, well, let me ask him. Gary Parker, do you have an alias, or is that your legal name? <laughs> that's, that's, I only have one name. That's it, Gary Parker. Oh, <laughs> well, how simple can you be, Gary? Okay. I know, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Gary, it's a pleasure to have you here with the three of us and all our listening audience out there. And uh, please make a note of freedomslips.com when you go online and uh, teresajmorris.com. That's Teresa with an H, if you don't mind. And I can get you to other places. Aquarianradio.com is Janet. A mad painter is just always freedomslips.com revolution radio, but uh, everybody, you can find us on Skype. I'm TJ Marcet. If anybody cares, that looks like TJ Marcet. But Gary Parker, I think you've got enough information, and we will have this recorded now. This is a live show, folks, as we provide services and uh, work together in our synergy that we're creating in a global community. So, Gary, uh, I still share care, uh, Janet. Uh, is that going to be on the show, Ahmed? That bleep, bleep, bleep? Only if you don't discontinue the thing just like Janet just did. Well, it's not mine, is it? Is yes, it? Janet shut hers off, she said. Oh, crap. Okay, well, okay, all right. Go to tools. Hold on, folks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm tools, in tools. Go to op options. options. Now, what do I do? Notifications. Notifications, okay. And, and I just disable all of them. Okay. Enable Skype for Windows Desktop Notifications. Is that the uncheck it? Yeah. Okay. Uncheck it. All right. Sounds good to me. It's uh, right. even. It's over with. You won't hear no more of them. Enable Skypes for Windows Desktop Notifications. I still hear it. It says host official station chat. Pamela. Well, it doesn't matter what it says. Okay, so that didn't work for me. All right, sounds maybe, or is that supposed to work? It's still blipping. It's supposed to in notifications. If you dis, and if you disable them, you got a check in the top. If you take that check out, you won't get nothing. That's what I thought. I did. I, I did disable it. Did you hit save? Oh, save. You mean there's another part at the bottom <laughs> of the window? It says save or cancel. Okay. Well, let me try one more time. Tools. Oh, sorry, folks, but you can learn with me, okay? Okay, let's undo that top one and hit save. Where did the save button go? Is at the bottom, apparently. And sorry, Gary, but apparently we're going to be recording this for all time and eternity. And uh, my save button, when I click double, I'm going to hit. It's okay. Stand by, folks, just a second. 
I'm uh, trying to. I can hit save. Uh, dang it! It's driving me crazy. Let's see here. These computers. Okay. Every time I go back to tools and hit options, I'm doing that again, and then it's not showing me the top. So I'm just gonna undo. You you probably scroll up. All these checks. If I can find the right sidebar, because it it keep when I hit on the sidebar, it takes me back to the show which is aggravating, and this is just, you know, technology, folks. What can you say? Uh, general set settings. Uh, well, that's just ridiculous. All right, well, let's hope that did it. Show message previews in the sidebar. All right. All right. All of a sudden now I've got it changed to Spanish or Italian or something. Okay, folks. <laughs> I didn't you, know we were that. You can scared. also under notifications go to sound and shut them all off that way. Want well, uh, we'll we'll take a moment, folks. And uh, now I see contacted Veslos. I think it stopped. Whatever happened, I think it, you stopped it. Okay, good. It sounds. sounds it's like just it that now I have to read everything on Skype in another language that I don't even recognize. <laughs> we'll fix that after the show. Let's go back we'll to the show. We'll do that after the show. So, folks. Gary, I don't know what's going on with you. Yes. Some spooky I'm stuff. I'm here. All right, Gary. Now, you've got me back in Egypt. Now, you weren't yes. in Egypt. You were in Phoenix. Is that what I have to understand? That you were standing in water talking to aliens? Yes. In Phoenix. <laughs> that sounds hysterical, but yes. Okay. That's cool. Well, El has always meant in most languages God, or the Son of God, El Son. Son of God, but you know we're mixing and matching, as you say, eschatology and epistemology, eschatology, which I love to do. So, uh, what made you, in the beginning, go look at NASA photos? So maybe we need to clarify that you got this—I uh, don't know—Ezekiel moment from, <laughs> uh, pardon the pun, but. You think that this has something to do with the fact that you were dealing with NASA photos? Well, what it was was I was I came up with the idea to restore the Great Pyramid and the Sphinx. Yeah, I don't think you were on the show at the time when when we were discussing that. I, I had started a campaign to uh, well, an idea anyway to to raise money to restore the Great Pyramid and the Sphinx in order That's to bring the world together in peace. Now, one, what, yeah, what when, I first, when I first heard you say that, I thought you were going to restore to operational. <laughs> go, oh, no, no, no. no. Make it operate I, again. Okay. No. But actually, actually, though, after, after all, so yes, so what happened was, was I came up with this idea to, to, to do a crowdfunding um, project to restore the Great Pyramid and have, the, and have a global crowdfund, which means the whole world would pitch in to restore the Great Pyramid and the Sphinx. So after that happened, and I talked with Richard Branson, I'm sorry, I emailed Richard Branson and, and Elon Musk and Gwyneth Shotwell at SpaceX, and they emailed me back and said they loved the idea and they would like to be part of it. Then I said, okay, I, I, should, I should take a look at the, I should take a close look at the Great Pyramid and see where we can put some machinery and people. So I downloaded one image. Not, I didn't look at many of them, just one. And it was a NASA photo of, that I gave your listeners the file number two from the International Space Station. So after all this happened and after I was in the water and after I saw the image and after I saw all the letters uh, and the ancient Hebrew that I had um, tr uh, translated by Judaic scholar, by the Judaic scholar, 
I then said, you know what, I should get in touch with NASA. I should email NASA and see if someone will respond to me, or I should give them a call. Because I have all this information, and I can pass it on to somebody. So what I did was I emailed. There's a place in Northern California, and it's called the Ames Research Center. And I Googled it. Love it. Love it. Go ahead. I'm listening. Awesome. Are you you all right? So so what happens is is I email a guy there who's the president, who used to be the president of the Ames Research Center. His name was Dr. Peter Warden. And I emailed him, and I emailed a couple other people. If I figure they must get 10,000 of these requests, they're never going to respond to me. So the next morning, I get an email back from, from uh, Dr. Peter Warden at the Ames Research Center of NASA, and he says, send me the photo. I want to see it. So I sent it to him. Ten minutes later, he emails me back, and he says, Gary, I can't see it. And I emailed him back. I said, are, do you ha- are, are you using a laptop computer? Is the room dark? And are you tilting it the way I told you to tilt it? And he said, he said, uh, call me. So I said, okay. So I call him and I give him instructions over the phone and I tell him how to see everything. And he finally, after about five minutes of instructions, he says, I see it. I see it. And I, then I said, well, can you see this? And I sent him to another area of the photo and he says, yes, I see it. He said, Gary, listen. He said, I'll get back. Give me a couple weeks. I got to do, I got to show him. He said, I have to show some people this, but give me a couple weeks, I'll get back to you. I said, fantastic, thank you for answering my email. Well, guys, it blew me away that he emailed me back the next day, which was amazing, because I'm thinking, because my, my heading was um, discovery uh, in, um, in, are you all right? Yes, I'm mad. Let's go. S- sorry, I okay. thought I was on mute. Okay, okay. So what bad, happened, but... my heading was uh, discovery at the Great Pyramid. And in, in the Giza Plateau. So, and like I said, he emailed me back the next day. So he said, Gary, give me a couple weeks. Well, what happens is three weeks later, he retires from NASA and he gets together. He opens a company with Stephen Hawking, the physicist, and they actually um, they, they, they teamed up with a, a Russian billionaire who gave them $100 million to find extraterrestrials. So that's what he's doing now, and he cut off all contact with me. Wow, nice. Well, I'm, I love that you're synergistically involved with all these big names and talking about them on our radio here at Cosmos Connection. Because <laughs> we talk to extraterrestrials, and we think that's perfectly okay. So uh, that's what we're all about. So, you know, you're with the right crew. So now, what is your background? Are you a carpenter, a plumber? Uh, I, no, I'm, I actually... Uh, I'm a real estate developer, and uh, I've been lucky enough to have sold a couple scripts in Hollywood, and I've been in the Writers Guild for 22 years. Aw, fellow writer. Well, one. Well, not really. I, I wouldn't really consider myself a writer. I'm more of a pitch man and an idea man. My writing partner, whose name's Marjorie Rose, she's mostly the writer. I'm pretty much the story guy. All right. So you know how to do storyboards, I take it? Uh, no, no, I don't know how to do that. I know how to come up with a story. <laughs> okay. Well, so storyboards is, is art. I, I, I'm not an artist. All right. So you work with videographers. Uh, are you a member of ACE, ACE, or anything like that? No, just the Writers Guild. Wonderful. Writers Guild. That works. That works. That's a wonderful group. Uh, and uh, your location, Phoenix, Arizona, if anybody's listening, <laughs> to Gary Parker. And Gary, do you have any books available for people? No, I, I have no books. Do you have uh, 
uh, UFO or anything that resembles one close by Phoenix? Uh, do Do I actually have a Have I seen a UFO? Okay. Is, is that what your question is? Have you? No. I've never seen the ghost. I've never seen the UFO. The only thing I've seen uh, are these. Uh, is the alien down at the river? Okay, so let's go back to the alien down at the river to pray. Did you <laughs> seriously <laughs> pray about this? Because I do, and, no, and I have no. amazing things happen. But no, I don't pray. I'm, I'm not religious. Uh, even though this is all has to do with religion, it all has to do with eschatology. And it all has to do with the Third Temple. It all has to do with Jerusalem. It all has to do with the Temple Mount. Um, and that's what they're returning for. And they're actually returning to Jerusalem in the Temple Mount on July 26, 2022. And they're returning in the Third Temple, which I don't know if you're familiar with. Uh, are you familiar with the First and Second Temples? You mean like uh, the original Temple of Solomon? Exactly, exactly. So, so you're that telling not- me that it's not going to be on the Temple Mount? Are, yes, is, that's what, are you telling me they're going to come back and drop it at that location? <laughs> no, that's funny. No, uh, no. Yeah, explain, what, explain this. Yeah, the because temple, that's, uh, it could it be, you're saying they're returning with the third temple. Yes, so they're returning. In, in India, they had the manas, they had cities that would come down. Yeah, um, that's exactly And I had a vision once where they showed me that Camelot was up a mana, it was a that's why it's the once and future king. It was a, it was a building that came down and then it disappeared. Like where do they go? Because it was right. actually a Velmana, well, which is a city. Is that what you're right. saying? Yeah. Yes, kind of. What happens is, is is King David. You know, David and Goliath. You know, King David, King of the Jews. Oh yeah. You know, back back in biblical times, you know, with the slingshot hit him in the head. Um, his son, King Solomon, built the first temple. The first, the, the, that temple was up for, what, 400, 600 years. It got knocked down by the Babylonians. And then all the Jews were sent into exile. And, uh, and then approximately four or 500 years later, the second temple started to be built. And, um, and uh, then uh, 70 years after Christ uh, was crucified, they, the Romans knocked that temple down. So for the past you know, a couple thousand years, the Jews have, have, whenever they go, you ever seen them at the West Wall when they daven at the West Wall, which means they bow at the, at the, at the wall and they pray. And their prayers, they pray three times a day that the Messiah shows up and the third temple is built. Well, the thing is, is, is they, they, think, they think that they have to build the temple. Uh, that's, that's what they believe, that, that, that it's just supernatural that it's going to come down from the sky. Well, they had a, there's a great sage, he was a rabbi uh, from the 1500s. One was named the Rambam, and the other, other one was named Rashi. Well, Rashi believed, and he told his people that he knew that the third temple did not have to be built by man, that God was going to come down in the third temple and land on the Temple Mount. Well, that's, he's absolutely right. That's what's going to happen. That's what the being told me. He said he, he would be coming down in the third temple, and he's going to land on the Temple Mountain. My job is to get people to look at this NASA photo, to really examine it, to listen to my directions, and, uh, and uh, to see that all this is going to happen because it's going to be terrifying. When an alien ship, when I say a ship too, it's not going to look like um, the day the Earth stood still, like uh, from 1951, where Klaatu uh, comes down and and he and and it's metal and it looks like a ufo that's not what it's going to look like 
it's going to look like a huge sphere, and it's going to look like multi-dimensional spinning. It's going to, it's going to. There was a movie, uh, the remake of um, of the Day the Earth Stood Still with Keanu Reeves, and I, I forget what year it was. Uh, it shows when he comes to Earth, he lands in Central Park. Well, what he lands in almost looks like a globe that's spinning. That's what it's going to look like. And now it's who told cont- you that? The, what it looks like? Did they show you in a vision? I just need to get a, you know, because we're on radio. So uh, yes, yeah. Well, if the, if people, if let me just say this: if people want to see it, just Google "The Day the Earth Stood Still" with Keanu Reeves, and look at the trailer. When you see the trailer, it's going to you're going to sh- it's going to show this huge round circuit, almost looks like a globe, lands in Central Park, and that's how it's going to look. Now the thing is, is these beings are not three dimensional beings like us; they're fifth dimensional beings. They're, they're they they they're amazing. They can do pretty much everything, but they can't do they can't do everything. But they can do a lot of things. But the one thing they can do is scare us. And uh, the rabbis I've met with, the priests I've met with, the, the the rabbis said to me, they said, "Well, Gary, if God shows up, we're going to be dancing in the streets." I said, "You will be terrified because you've never seen anything like this. Ancient man has. We have it." I said the last time this this being, these beings were here was a couple thousand years ago, and and because uh, they actually come here uh, at, at certain times. Uh, they're, they're, uh, I, I don't mean to jump off off a, off a, off the subject here, but um, uh, and I won't. So all I'm telling you is I, I'm telling these rabbis and I tell these priests that it is going to be terrifying, and it's not just you know the rabbi said, well we'd be dancing in the street, and I said, but your children will be terrified. They're going to think it's some kind of an invasion. I said, so please examine this photo. Well, they just kicked me out. But anyway, so but luckily for me, I have guys like you and other radio stations who embrace this and will look at it, and eventually the world get out. Will get, the word will get out, and it will spread, and people will not be terrified. They won't be shooting at it. Hopefully, you know what I mean. Well, I would imagine if these are beings that are uh, manifesting themselves to you, that's for a reason, if nothing else, for you personally. What makes you think your story is any different from mine? Are anyone else uh, well, as extra I, I, I don't know your. I really don't know the details of your story, but the only thing is, is the proof that I have is in the NASA photo. And uh, since NASA kicked me out, out the door, I have a feeling they know about it too. But they don't want to announce it yet. So... Uh, so yes, the NASA photo is my proof. It's not a dream or anything. You can see the writing. You can see, uh, you can see everything in the photo. You just have to uh, examine it. Okay, so Janet's got all that, folks, on Aquarian Radio. If you look at today's show date uh, with Gary Parker, uh, myself, TJ, or Teresa J. Marsh, and Janet Carlson, and Matt, Matt is our producer, Thomas Becker, and. Sometimes he's listed, sometimes he's not. Depends on what we're talking about. listening. <laughs> and we're all a team to get the word out, whatever the word may be, because we love helping people. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not disrespecting you, uh, Gary, at all, because, like I said, this is the place to be for this, this kind of radio show is the Cosmos Connection. But I'm also working on the Ascension Center on Tuesday night and putting together beings that are... Uh, more extraterrestrial connected than not, and uh, maybe DNA enhanced or not. But the fact is that there are many levels of existence in various realities. And I wouldn't necessarily say we're God unless you're on that realm of thinking we're all one and the same in God at some part or 
we all go back from our parents and their parents and their parents and their parents and you keep going back to the original source and that's about as close to God as we can get in material form but with your story you know going ahead and saying that okay so some NASA photo showed up and when you somehow looked at it let's think that maybe people like us in the Cosmos Connection and people like me and Jen and Ahmed we all believe that we are possibly divinely inspired one way or another and you may be one of those and for whatever reason this came to you because I've had a lot of coding and and ships and and beings and ASP and doing these kind of things so it's no big deal to me it's just a way of life for me but the thing is we're bringing out more and more people that have this happen but this if it happens we will all be watching but I've gone through this before with other people and some things didn't happen so let's say for the sake of uh, just going along with your belief system or your knowingness that this happened to you, uh, you're saying that you have been contacted by uh, someone that resembles an alien, or at least not of this planet, because in your perception, your filters, it did not look like anything you'd ever seen on the planet. But yet you're not religious and you're talking about the Jews and the Temple Mound and the third temple of uh, King Solomon, but Solomon's temple. And you're putting all this together. But I need to know how much do you feel like is divinely inspired or by this being? And when did you put it together? Because all of this looks good on paper on Janet's site, but literally did you physically just decide to look at the photo and it these beings said oh okay finally we got somebody that's looking at this and show up i mean put it together to me the way you see it in your mind's eye. right you're saying did i have any kind of like epiphany or did something happen in my life where i was the guy that they were going to come to or they were waiting for me to say something correct Sounds good to me. Let's go with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, here's, here, this is all I can tell you. Uh, this is the, the one thing I can tell you that, can, can kinda, that kinda makes me feel maybe I have a connection where other people don't. Uh, ten minutes before I was born, uh, and my mother has told me this story. My mother's 84 years old. She has told me this story every year since I've been four years old when she thought I could understand it. She said to me, Gary, ten minutes before you were born, I... I had passed out on the on the table because they gave you a lot of drugs back in the back in the early, late early sixties, and uh, she said uh, she said and I was in a dark room and it was like a tunnel. She says and I heard a voice from from the tunnel. It was a man's voice and it was terrifying, and it said to me, "Where did you come from? Where did you really come from?" So that. Uh, that about a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, when I had that dream, in the dream, the voice said to me, say these words in Hebrew, and it was, Father, 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 Holy, 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 where did you come from? Where did you really come from? And when that said to me, I said, oh, my God, i got to get down that river because that's my connection. So, yes, so that was my connection. Uh, is it a religious connection? Maybe it is. Uh, but like I said, I, I'm... I, I haven't been in the church. Uh, let me say this. I believe in the golden rule. You should treat people the, the way you would like to be treated. And my whole life I've tried to do that. 
did, did I believe in, in any organized religion? No. I, I was, until I was 10 years old or 11 years old, I was, uh, I was raised uh, Episcopalian, and I was baptized and everything, but after 11, we never went to church or anything. But that whole, this whole time, I've always tried to be a good guy. I've, 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 sometimes I'm sure I failed, but, uh, but the only connection I can, I, I can say that I had was the words from my mother from the 10 minutes before I was born um, till now, or two years ago when I heard the words, where did you come from, where did you really come from, then I knew there was a connection. So is it divine? Okay, it could be divine. Is it alien? Is it both? Probably. So there you go. Does that answer your question? That's great, yes, because here we say God has no religion. With my Ascension Center that is in my creative force of what the Godhead is, or the God source, or the alien source, and... Great. They also teach me many things direct, so that could be my own reality, or is it a shared reality? So now let's go there. With regard to you being a physical entity, a biological, and I'm assuming you are, have a head, legs, arms, and considering yes. you're a writer, <laughs> yes. you know what I'm talking about. So yes. and you, you refer to movies, which we do many times, because a lot of times people say movies are taken from real life. And other times they say just the opposite. Their real life is taken from movies. And, and we all do that because it gives us a, a place to understand. And you've mentioned things like Solomon's Temple, uh, Ezekiel. So, but you're saying you're not a religious person. So in, in your mind's eye, do you believe if God has no religion and we're all one and the same or part of the God or God is everything and God is love, would you call these beings that are coming back and returning gods? Or well, I, that's, actually, I had this discussion with a couple, a couple Harvard scholars, okay, religious scholars. And the, I said to them, I said, guys, here's the deal. I said, because they said to me, they said, Gary, we believe that God is a spirit that he doesn't have a, a head and arms and legs. And I said, okay. I said, here's the deal. God, God you may be right. God may be, may be spiritual and may be a spirit, but the person who created us is the being with the head, arms, and legs in this NASA photo. His left profile is right there. And as a matter of fact, our creation, the, the way we were created, is in the photo. It's all in the photo. And if I was sitting beside you, all you guys, I could show it to you. But it's too hard to explain over the phone. But if I was sitting there, you would see it and say, oh, my God, it's there. Now, so, yes, so in my opinion, uh, God may be a spiritual being, but the person who created us is the being in this photo. And the being that I drew, my drawing is right there. All right, that's a whole okay. other subject of reality. Go ahead. That's Jen. another subject. Can I? So, just because you're getting communication from extraterrestrials okay. doesn't mean they're God. <laughs> that they're okay. source, that they're the creator of all. Uh, same with ghosts and discarded beings and people that are being channeled. That's one of the things that people, they take that quantum leap and they make that as association. Um, I, I researched the Anunnaki. They called themselves God. And then they kept rotating who was God. Whoever won the war was God. God is like a, a title, like king. So God in this term that we're getting in our historical ancient uh, aliens type perspective is not source creator of all universal consciousness and oneness but it's kind of like a 
demigod or a, a lower god or a god in these these beings are you know three third fourth fifth dimensional beings and they're not source and anybody that's calling themselves god is probably not god it's not source it's just a a fractal a piece that has an ego that needs to be acknowledged now there's a lot of stories of who created the the temple and that whole area there uh, and, and it's been changed you know it's been changing hands for a long time uh, at one point uh, Nigashida was the image on the temple and then uh, he had to leave it to his brother and his his brother came in and carved Osiris's image on I mean on the um, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, there used to be a light at one point. Yeah, they keep changing the images. What is that called? The big statue. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's it's really hard to conclude that from a, a NASA photo or even a communication with an extraterrestrial at the river, even if they're responding, because, you know, on, we don't know who these beings are that are coming in and communicating with all of us. So, the jury's still out, but I understand it felt, you had a feeling around it, it was like an epiphany, it was like, yeah, this is a being outside of my five, you know, three, uh, five, six cents, five senses reality, you know, well, third dimensional reality, it, it, and it's, it, it's very ecstatic when you have that. Well, here's what I'd like you guys to do, if you would, uh, if you have a river beside, anywhere in your, in your hometown, wherever you guys are, a river, go to the river, face east. Put your hand. Put your. Go. Just stand in the water. Make sure you're connected to the earth. Make sure you're you're not standing on rocks or anything. Stand in the water, and uh, face east, and only up to your ankles, and make sure you're connected to the earth. And yell out, Abba, 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 Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Where did you come from? Where did you really come from? And you know what? Maybe that will connect you guys, even more than you have been. Okay, folks, we could do that. That sounds simple enough. I was at the water today, as a matter of fact, over at the Navy National something in Gulf Breeze. But uh, that's a doable situation. I'll give it a try. So, folks, Abba, Abba, <laughs> Kadosh, Kadosh. Or we should go Abba, Abba, Abba and the unity of Holy Trinity of three. And we will say Father God as Abba, 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 Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. And then tell us again what to say. Where did you come from, or where? Where did you come from? Where did you really come from? But you have to learn how to say that in Hebrew, and you have to say it three times in a mantra, and you have to say it loud. You can't just whisper. Well, let me tell you, you this: if God Go has no religion, and God is everything, and they can speak all languages, and we can yes. use a translator on most extraterrestrial ships, why do we have to speak Hebrew? Because yeah, why do we have to speak Hebrew? Because the Jews are God's chosen people. Who says? Oh, that's that's the Yahweh thing. That's, a, that's, a Yahweh that's thing. the whole battle between Eki and Enlil. Well, do that's me a favor, guys. Guys, do me a favor. Before you say, before you poo-poo it, go down to the river, <laughs> give it a shot. Just give it a shot. It can't hurt. Nothing's going to happen to you. It can't uh, hurt. I got, a river, I got a river. I cross a river every day. I live in the jungle, and I cross a river every day. Excellent. Excellent. Go, go down, stand on the east side, make sure you're in your bare feet. But even if this being responds, doesn't yes. mean he's who he says he is. Uh, Just, especially you know, when he evokes things like Hebrew, makes me very suspicious. Well, you can, <laughs> you know, you just give it a try. It's not going to. And then you know what? Do 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 it. Do three in Hebrew and three in English. 
There you go. So you're evened up. All right. There okay, we go. We're even up. Give it a try. It can't hurt. Can sure, you say it can't hurt. We're just playing here, folks. But seriously, can you say <laughs> it in Hebrew? <laughs> What's that? Can you say that entire Can you say it? Hebrew? Yeah. No, I, you know what? You know what, guys? Believe it or not, I'm actually not supposed to because there's a certain, there's a certain oh. mantra that it has to be said, but I'm not supposed to say it. So, because that was one Jewish. of the things that they told me not to do. Even though I'm telling you how to do it, I'm not telling you the melody or the mantra. But that doesn't, that won't matter because it's coming from your, your own personal space. So just go do it. Please take the time to do it. I, I got a feeling you're going to be, you'll be happy with the result. Okay, I really do. Good. We just have to study Hebrew, but that's not a bad thing. I got to go. Right. Right. No, you can so do it phonetically. It's easy. Get it off the internet. You can get a translator off the internet. Thank you. Now, let's go back right. to the fact that you talked <laughs> to Elon Musk, because these are important names, folks, because Elon's been spending a lot of money on getting our, us off the plane, okay? So that makes sense. Now, you, uh, ha you really believe he gave, is going to give you money for your fund for the uh, Sphinx? No. No, no, you mean for the restoration of the yes. Sphinx and the, and the Great Pyramid. Mm -hmm. uh, no, and I never talked with him, and I never talked with uh, Sir Richard Branson, and I never talked to Gwyneth Shotwell. It was all done with emails. Uh, but they responded, well, and let me just say this, um, that uh, Sir Richard Branson and Gwyneth Shotwell responded the very next day. Elon Musk did not, but, but Gwyneth Shotwell, when she wrote her email, she said, Gary, Elon and I love this idea. Well, and I said, fantastic. So uh, now that was a little over two years ago, and I had to put this on the back burner once I went down there, heard the voice, went down to the river, and then realized what was what is contained in the NASA photo. I had to put that on the back burner. So would they give me money? Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind. Would America give me money and the rest of the planet? Absolutely, because the world cares about the Great Pyramid and they care about the Sphinx. So, yes. I think everybody would want to be part of restoring something that's monument to mankind. Well, we would like to think that that's a global, international connection. Um, so, you just mentioned time and uh, your involvement with maybe something global. And, and I'm all for that because I love the pyramids and I like the grid. I like what we're doing with the Sphinx and, and how it helps us with our culture. And many, many things, because it opens our eyes to other levels of awareness that we can deal with, or not, choice. But, you know, I mean, I'm really excited about what you're doing, but I sort of need to get a, a, a linear timeline on this. And uh, this will be something anybody can come here, Elon Musk, uh, Sir Richard Branson, and the lady that you mentioned. I guess she works with Elon Musk. I don't she's know. The pre she's the president of SpaceX. A oh, female. What do you think, folks? We're getting some knowledge here. All right, so maybe many people already know this and uh, can relate. But, you know, Janet and I talk about names and places, and Sir Richard Branson and Elon Musk gets dropped here uh, over the last few months anyway <laughs> because of our work. So you're working, and in, in how long on this project? Let's call this a project. No, what I haven't. I came up with it. In one day, the next I came up with the idea. In one day, the next day I emailed Elon Musk, um, Gwyneth Shotwell, and Sir Richard Branson. The next day, which is the third day, they said they were interested. They want to be part of it. I said, "Fantastic!" Now remember, um, that was Gwyneth Shotwell, not Elon Musk. He, he she emailed back for him and her, 
And, uh, and then the fifth day or sixth day, uh, I heard the voice. I went down to the river. I saw everything in the NASA photo. Now the project's dead. The project was dead two years ago because I decided to, that it's more important that I warn the world that these, that these beings are coming back was more important than restoring the Great Pyramid. I think the whole idea of, great, of the Great Pyramid uh, was just a way to get me to the river to say the words. So, because if I would have had that dream without doing this research with, with, or this project to restore the Great Pyramid, I would have probably thought it was just a joke, and I would have never gone down to the river. After I went to the river, I made the connection. I said, this, the, warning the world and warning Israel is more important than restoring the Great Pyramid of the Sphinx. So it's not a project. If you want to pick so it up, it's warning, great. we're warning the world. What, what are you we warning? What are we warning that these people are coming? Is there anything yes. we can do? <laughs> no, there's nothing you can well, do. But it's, it's, it's not going to be bad. It's going to be exciting. It's just going to be really scary because the world has never seen anything like this show up. Okay. I'm not gonna be scared. I'm not. Either. <laughs> well, that's good. But that's why you people. Well, that's why you guys are the best people to talk to because you're not afraid. And the other radio shows I've been on, they're embracing it, which is. And you guys are going to change the whole world's opinion from these radio shows that it's not scary. That it is a positive thing. But you got to know, there's a lot of people out there, as you know, that will re even when it shows up, they'll re they'll think it's a a computer generated image that it's some kind of movie. But the thing is, is that, like, they'll be terrified, and people will, do, like, War of the Worlds with H.G. Uh, Wells, and uh, what's his name, the guy who did the radio show. People, uh, were, they panic, and that's going to happen. So my whole thing is, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I was going to say, that was Orson Wells. All right, well, let's... Orson Wells, yeah, H.G. Wells actually wrote the book, War of the Worlds. Right. And we're out of time. Folks, we're out of time. We'll invite you back, maybe on Ascension Center. Janet, put his name down. We'll get I will. information. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful, Mr. Parker. We love you and what you're doing, and let's hope it all works. And, folks, we won't be scared of anything falling from the sky. Well, go, go to the river. Go to the river and uh, go to the river. Say the words. Aloha, go to the blessings. Wonderful. Right, thank thank you, you so much. Thank you, Janet. It's been a delightful. Love and like, folks. Come see us next week. Yay. Night. You're listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. We'll be right back after this message. Listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. Any commercial advertising you may hear in this program is of the sole discretion and benefit of the host of whose program you are listening to. Revolution Radio does not endorse any commercial products, nor does it accept monetary compensation for on-air advertising of commercial products, nor will it ever. We are and shall remain 100% listener supported. Any product advertising on this program are considered used at higher risk, and Revolution Radio shall not be held liable for any claims or damages received from any product advertised within this program. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. Oscar's freeze. That's your cerebral cortex 
looking for an answer it doesn't have. See? Even your brain knows you're screwed. The blood is filling with adrenaline right now. Whether you know it or not, the heart's beating fast. It's getting a little harder to breathe. The neurobiological system is telling it to run. But your knees are too weak to move. Fear is not real. The only place that fear can exist is in our thoughts of the future. It is a product of our imagination, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. That is mere insanity. But do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real, but fear is a choice. We are all telling ourselves a story. Listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. 100% listener supported radio. Reporting to danger. Unafraid. Right here, where information never stops. Oh, no, Revolution. Revolution. Radio. Okay. Take a look around, kid. What do you see? Homes being foreclosed. People working two, three jobs just to put food on the table and still drowning in debt. Don't get me wrong. This country is founded on great ideals and principles. Have you heard? Metro by T-Mobile now includes Amazon Prime. Yes, enjoy the best of shopping and entertainment, movies, TV shows, music, free shipping, and much more. All included for just $40 per line for three lines. All on the T-Mobile network. Discover the smarter way. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. One offer per account. Offer subject to change. $12.99 per month value. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video at 480p. Capable device required. See store for details and terms and conditions.